Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Peter Dowd of the IrishGardener.com joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well and you're welcome. Now, let's get straight into questions. This email coming to us from Sarah in Southampton, uh, listening to us online or on her smart speaker. And she sent on photographs. She said, hi, Uh, please, can you take a look at the photograph of my magnolia tree that I pruned last week? I removed a lot of the lower branches and it has now gone so large in my small garden, it's actually blocking out the daylight. I think I may have been too severe and all the growth only appears on the topmost branches now, is it beyond saving? Thanking you, Sarah from Southampton. And she sent on the pictures and we sent it on to you. Has she ruined her magnolia? She did, and I'm looking at it as we speak. Um, she, like, It's not beyond saving. It's not dead. It, it is, as she says. So it was obviously quite a big, bushy magnolia down low and she removed... Um, what the all the lower growth of it, if you like, which was all coming from one one big branch. So she's left now with the, with the branch that's going upwards, and it's a bit bit spindly. And yes, all the growth is up there, which is to be expected because obviously the the growth coming up through the root system is now going to emerge through where it can, if you know what I mean. So it, it's it's not beyond saving, but the sh- she has done a lot to the shape of it. So um, the 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 bit of the stem that's left the lower one that she cut back the bit of that that's left that will start greening up again next season next spring so it's not it's not gone by any manner of means but she's just going to have to put pay a bit of attention over the next 12 months and, and longer into the overall appearance of it and the overall shape of it so what she's going to have to be doing now what Sarah'll have to do now is 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 prune it for the aesthetics if you like just to get the shape right the plant is alive the plant is fine um, but it's just it looks a bit bit a bit lopsy paws we'd say over here it needs a, it needs a bit of a bit of trimming for shape but also it's got competition I think from laurel from what I can make out on one side of it and it's got a lot of evergreen stuff kind of beside it which I would also look at cutting them back and removing a lot of them to allow the magnolia the space to develop nicely but no it should be okay but just pay attention to the overall shape of it Okay uh, uh, Brenda sorry St John's Worth is this the right time to take slips she wants to replant it's it's the, the the correct answer to that is it's kind of too late. We're going into November. However, two things. Number one, uh, because okay, it's cold now today, and it is the temperatures are dropping. But up to now, 
it's been un- very unseasonably mild, uh, in which case they probably would root away no problem at the moment. And the other thing is it's St. John's Wort, it's Hypericum, so that will root very easily, really, whenever you do it. So my answer would be absolutely give it a go. It is technically the wrong time of the year, but give it a go. I'd say I'd say you'll probably get a, a, some degree of success, if not 100% success. Nick is in Black Rock and he has an azalea in a pot. It's there for about four years. He has two pots. One is perfect. Uh, the other has 10 branches coming out of the pot and four of them are dead. And another two or three are not looking too great. What can he do? And what is he doing wrong if he's two azaleas in the exact same pots growing in the same conditions? Why is one doing better than the other? That's he's not doing anything wrong. That's nature for you. Uh, these things happen. It's it's some kind of a pathogen. Obviously, got into to one but didn't get into the other. Um, it's like looking at two human beings. One you know in the same house. One has a common cold. The other one doesn't. It just oh. it just happens. You know. So I I wouldn't worry about having having done anything wrong. The, I I can't see a picture of the azalea obviously, but I'm I'm familiar with the way he's describing it. That there's a lot of dieback on it. Some of the branches are gone. I'd nearly bite the bullet and just replace it, to be honest with you, because you're going to put so much work into trying to, 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 you know, nurse it back to health and it's never going to come back fully and you're never going to get that lovely green full look that you probably have in the other azalea. So I'd nearly, I'm afraid, just, I, I hate to say it, but consign it to the compost bin and put in a fresh one. Okay, and where are we going here? This is on begonias. Uh, hi, could you ask Peter? Um, begonias that were are growing in pots, can they be left to dry out and overwinter in a polytunnel? What's the best thing to do? Absolutely, yes. And I, I assume that we're talking about the, the tuberous begonias, which are the, the, the uh, obviously, as the name suggests, Trish, grown from a tuber. And they're the ones with the very big double flowers, very big, showy, dramatic flowers. And yes, the answer to that is yes. Let the let the foliage and that die back, and the flowers die back when the temperatures drop. They, they'll all kind of turn to mush, uh, and then you can leave them in the pots and and keep them dry. Let them dry out in the polytunnel, and then next spring start watering them again, and they'll come back to growth. Alternatively, take them out of the pot uh, and and store them somewhere cool and dry over the winter months. Uh, assuming it's the tuberous ones. The other ones are the fibrous rooted begonias, which are more of a bedding plant, so it wouldn't work for them. But the tuberous ones, absolutely yes. Okay, Laura has a waterlogged garden down in uh, East Cork. Got absolutely soaked last week. They'd only set the lawn in September. Will it rally? Doubtful. Oh, sorry. If if it was set in September, we're in the end of October. It depends. It depends. It it it, 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 it depends. Full stop. Really, Trish, because. It depends on one and how much of it had germinated. So if, if, if let's say if you had set it last week, the week before the floods, then no, none of it's going to germinate. The seed will have drowned. Um, however, if it was, if it had germinated, if it was depending when in September it was, the, the further, the longer ago that it was set, the better, if you like, because grass itself, once it's growing, is very, very forgiving. It will tolerate a, a short period of being flooded. It'll tolerate a short period of drought. It'll tolerate all these things uh, and come back. But if it wasn't fully germinated, any seed that hadn't germinated, no, the, the flood would have killed the seed. But uh, so it's, I'm afraid it's just a question of wait and see. If, if, it's, if it was already green, uh, then I would say it'll be OK. Obviously, the flood would have done damage in, in terms of the, the soil and the root structure and all the rest of it. But if it was already growing and green, you'd probably be OK. If it wasn't, then no, I'm afraid it's time to do it again, probably in the spring. Okay, Barbara needs to move a rose. She describes it as being has gone very tall and leggy. It's in the ground about ten years, but she realizes it's growing in the wrong place. It's gone tall and leggy because it's trying to reach up through other trees in order to get sunlight. How much of it does she cut back, and when does she move it? 
Well, the good news is that the roses will transplant very successfully, really, even very established ones. They, they grow on a big, long taproot system. So um, just go as deep as you can, get as much of the root system as possible out and cut it back. Cut it back. Don't don't worry about cutting it back too hard. You won't, if you know what I mean. So it's hard to say exactly where to cut it back to without seeing it. But I would. you could go to like within a foot of the ground with it. Um, uh, would probably be the best thing to do. Don't do it yet. Again, the temperatures are just too warm. Normally, we would do this kind of work from the middle of October on, but I'd say we're going to be a few weeks behind now. So wait till the, the roses start. The rose rather starts dropping its leaves when the temperatures are dropping, um, which would probably be mid-November at this stage, um, and do it any time between then, let's say, and, and the kind of end of February. Okay, Suzanne wants to know: Is she too late to plant daffodil bulbs, and are they still available to purchase? They are still available in a blatant plug. You can get them on my own website, theirishgardener.com. We are running out of some varieties, all right, but but we still have quite a lot available. Uh, not too late at all. The opposite this year, it's, again, going back to the temperatures and all this funny climate that we're living in or the changing climate that we're living in. Um, you really want to dip in temperatures before you plant your bulbs as well. So you still have plenty of time to, to plant daffodil bulbs right up to December, January, really. So, yeah, and yes, I mean, apart from my own website, I'm sure they'll still be available in many garden centres and shops as well. OK, Liz wants to know, is it too late to plant out a hydrangea from a pot into the ground to set out no. hydrangea? No, again, not too late at all. Uh, and when something's growing in a pot, you can really do it 12 months of the year, provided, and of course, this might be relevant to, to this question, provided the soil isn't waterlogged, I wouldn't be planting or digging into waterlogged soil for two reasons. Number one, you'll damage the soil structure, but also um, it's no good for the plants to be going straight into waterlogged soil. So provided the soil isn't waterlogged or later in the year that it's not physically frozen, well, then really you can plant 12 months of the year. And provided the hydrangea is a hardy variety of hydrangea and the majority are but some of them are indoor plants some of them are, are you know so if it was bought and, and if it was sold and bought as, a, as an indoor house plant then don't plant it out but if, if it's a normal uh, outdoor hydrangea absolutely plant away now no problem Okay and uh, Margaret's holly bush is full of red berries uh, she wants some of the red berries for flower arranging at Christmas will they last? Whoa. <laughs> depends on the birds and my holly bush is also full of berries yeah. and I was having a conversation with somebody there recently and I'm sure you, you, you've you heard before Trish you know about um, it's a sign of a harsh winter when you see so much berries out and it's like nature taking care of itself feeding the lar- filling the larders for the birds and the wildlife but holly is just the amount of berry on holly this year I don't know if anybody else noticed it or not but it's so bountiful um, I hope I don't know whether it does mean we're going to have a harsh winter or not but we'll see Um in terms of keeping the berries for Christmas, the the, the, the bird that feeds mostly on, on holly is the, the thrush, the mistle thrush. And it tends to eat it later in the season uh, when there's little else available. However, um, if it gets cold quickly, obviously the birds would go at it sooner. What I would do is, give, I'd give it a few weeks yet. I mean, we're still, well, it's the 25th today, isn't it? So we're exactly mm. two months from the day. Um, so I would say give it another month, uh, end of November, just keep an eye that it's not losing its berries to the birds and then cut it into and, and put the stems, plunge the stems into a bucket of damp sand or damp, damp soil, keep it somewhere cool, not inside yet, keep it somewhere cool like a garage or, or a cool garden and shed keep your fingers or somewhere crossed. just where it's protected from the birds okay, okay, uh, I, and then you should be fine. We're over on time. Talk to you next week. Thanks for that, Peter. Peter Dowdle, theirishgardener.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.